KLVZ and KLVZ HD Brighton, KLVZ FM on 94.3 and 95.3 and streaming at legends953.com. Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And indeed, we are the Garden Wise Guys. Actually, today we are the Garden Wise Guy, singular, and the Garden Wise Wife, singular. And that's my wife, Dorothy, sitting. You can't see her, can you? No. She's sitting right across from me this morning, and I'm sitting in Keith's chair. Ooh-wee. Ooh. Aren't you special? Yeah, I'm headlining today. Guess we want to follow up on a call we had uh, at the last part of the last hour with James about a peony. Uh, let's see. Uh, James, are you still there? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, let's see. I already asked you whether or not it's growing in full sun, and you said yes. Uh, trying to think what else might have happened or gone on with this plant over the past couple of years. Have you, have you dug it up and moved it, for instance? No. No, I haven't done anything. It's sitting... <clears throat> I, when I planted it, it was actually on the south side of a fence. And about four feet away from it, there's a, a shed. So it's protected from, um, from wind or whatever. But it's, it's where it's been ever since it was, it was planted. So nothing has changed in the realm of buildings being put up, shade put up, or, or anything. Um, and it's getting as much water now as it did in the past? Yep, yes. Fertilization? Have you I fertilized? I really have never. I really have never put any fertilizer on either plant that I have. Like you know, I have another peony that I planted, but I never put much fertilizer on it. So maybe that could be some of it. I would go ahead and try that since you've never done that before. You certainly won't hurt anything. It could only help. Uh, of course, not this year, but uh, it could build up some energy right. for blooming next year. I'm trying to think of some other. How long has this plant been in the ground? Oh, 15 plus. Oh, okay. wow. It's an old plant. I'm trying would to... It, would, it, would it hurt to move it? Because it, it's really... I put it there because I had no place else I really wanted it right away, but I wanted the plant. Would it hurt to move it to... Another location. Well, I'll tell you and if I want yeah, to do that later. If a peony at one in my yard was performing really well and then all of a sudden for the past year, two or three, has not performed well and all the other things, uh, nothing's changed and uh, everything should be fine, I would consider digging it up, especially if it's an old plant, and maybe separating it into at least two pieces. And then replant it uh, probably late fall this year, if you can. So don't dig it until you're ready to pre- replant it. Yeah, and have your whole, yeah. hole or holes 
that you want to put it into. Have those already dug, so you're ready to go. Uh, and then uh, the only other caveat is you don't want to make you want to make sure it is not planted too deep. They hate that. Correct. Yeah, because that. Yeah, that you 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 kind of want it level with the surface. Yeah, almost level. Yeah, no more than an inch below the surface to have those eyes, and the eyes will will be quite prominent. You'll see them. And you know, right. Base it on the excuse me, existing soil line on the plant. Make sure that that's where you are. And when you have dug it up, this is the opportunity to amend the soil if you're putting it back into the same spot or even a new place. Add some organic matter and amend it. What I've run into a couple times when I've transplanted and I've added organic, um, I think I have it at the right height, but then as everything settles in, the fluffed up soil, it settles and it gets a little too, too low. So I have to pop it up and add more soil. Oh, okay. And okay. also keep in mind when you transplant peonies, the next year you're not, it's not going to bloom. And may not bloom okay. the second year either. But it should be in uh-huh. great shape for year three uh, on. I've had great luck this spring okay. with all of mine. Some that hadn't bloomed for years, they did really well this year. I'm pleased with that. Yeah, this one this one has almost, all the, it, in years past, it's had almost a baseball size pink flower on it. It's a big flower, uh-huh. white pink. So that's why I like it a lot. And, you know, and kind of the sentimental value that a, a friend brought it from North yeah. Dakota with her and didn't want to take it back, so gave it to me type of thing, you know? And don't we all have <clears throat> heritage or legacy plants like memorial plants in our yards like that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Pe- peonies is, the, is one of the classic plants for that. People will take them with them. Have you noticed the right. light fragrance that the peony flowers have? Oh, the God, I love this place. I yes, love yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I just wish it was something that you could you could get all through the summer, you know, except for yeah. that one spot. Uh, Have you ever grown yeah. any of the annual four clocks? They um, annual four clocks. Yes, we've had one that's red. <clears throat> that's a good red, and it, there's nothing else around, so it doesn't cross. So every year, it keeps coming back from seed. But they open about four o'clock in the afternoon and stay open all night. And there's it just smells like the tropics now when they're all in bloom. I just love that smell when I'm out in the garden late at night. Is that is that a plant that is actually kind of a vinish? No, huh, it's a. They grow kind of tall. One of them is three or four feet tall. Um, what's the scientific name on? The oh, four it's, it's it's a marabolus. Marabolus halapa, J A L A P A. They come in lots of colors, but the one we ended up with is red, and they drop their seeds everywhere, so now I also have lots of little red four o'clocks throughout a lot of the gardens, and I have enough of them that I can actually be brutal and pull some up, but it's, um, again, it smells so fragrant. Different time of year from the peony blooming and different time of day, but um, also a very nice, subtle fragrance. Okay. That's, a, that's an interesting one. I've never thought of that one. I planted um, sweet peas once, and that mm. that's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sweet peas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 What, if we have a nice, uh, cool spring, long spring, they'll do... Long spring, they'll do... You have to turn your radio down or turn it off. turn your radio down or turn it off. Yeah, I'm on my... my uh, 
Bluetooth on my oh, car. Oh, okay. Sorry right. about that. All right. I was going to ask if you're hands-free. Yeah, you shouldn't be driving and talking. I, that's, I just got off the highway, so I'm going to put on my computer now. Yeah, the, uh, the problem with, <laughs> with, uh, with, with those plants is that they do fine in really early spring when it's nice and cool. But too many years, we immediately bounce up into 90-degree temperature, and they don't like high temperatures at all. And Which so plant? they just uh-huh. disappear. I mean, this. Oh, dear. Well, I can, the I an, annual get rid of pea. Yeah. Oh, sweet peas, yeah. Sweet yeah, peas, I yeah. can't get rid of the sweet peas. Yeah. I just can't get rid <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah, the perennial one it does pretty well, if, if you don't mind it spreading all over the place. It's yeah, probably on noxious weed lists in other oh, parts of the country. I want to follow up just a little bit on your on your peony question, James. In that uh, you know they uh-huh. bloom they bloom around Memorial Day around here and in many parts of the country. But one of the one of the places in the country that they grow lots of them for cut flowers is up in Alaska. Now it's southern oh, Alaska really? to be sure, not northern Alaska. Right. But uh, the point is that uh, once they're all done blooming here, you should be able to get them through your local flower uh, florist. I mean, if you need to have them around for a while. Yeah. I think I've seen yeah. them at King oh. Supers, as a matter of fact. Yeah. There's a um, <coughs> a guy who grows cut flowers and sells them mainly to uh, at farmers markets, but also at Sprouts uh, Fresh Herb Company up, kind of Niwadish <coughs> area in Boulder, and he's got a field of uh, peonies and so like with a lot of crops if you have a f- hail come through that kind of trashes his season but it's great to see this field with rows and rows of peonies blooming at the same time oh wow That's not that that pretty. helps you but it's really pretty yeah. <laughs> 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 definitely yeah yep. anything else james okay well uh, nope, I'm almost at my location here to put up a ceiling fan, so next thing oh. in line. So right. I appreciate well. your guys' help. Sure. <laughs> you Good won't luck. need to put yeah. up a ceiling fan for me. Yeah, you won't need it today anyway. It's nice and cool. Oh. Okay. And this is the time to put it in because it's cooler. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it today. So okay. appreciate all you guys' help. I'll do some working on my stuff then. Thank you. Thank you. Obviously, not a believer in if the roof needs fixing, and when it's raining, you can't fix the roof, and when it's not raining, you don't need to fix it. So, <laughs> all right, that's enough of that. And uh, <clears throat> we have um, Donna on the line who has a question about. Oh boy, can I read? No, I honeysuckle and hydrangeas didn't bloom. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I just had my eyes checked yesterday. <laughs> okay. They're still dilated. You're getting lots yeah. more light in there than usual. Okay, well, let's go out and talk with Donna then. Donna, are you there? I am here, and, and that's not exactly my question, but that's okay. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have, I have uh, three Kodiak orange honeysuckle bushes that I planted a couple of years ago, <clears throat> and they, are, they had been just robust. Yes, last year they were all three very healthy looking. This spring, very healthy looking, great. Now one of them is, looks beautiful. The other two are are seem to be uh, dying. I'm going, oh, oh no. <laughs> so I'm not too sure what's going on with them. The two that are are looking sick. Uh, the the leaves on on the branches turn kind of a lighter green, and now they one by one have just been shriveling up. Uh, each branch. One at a time. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm fam- uh, yeah, familiar with the phenomenon. Uh, are they oh, all, being, are. Okay. all being all being wil- watered the same? Yes, they're on a drip system. Uh, they're in in a shady area, uh, all being watered the same. 
so I can't figure out what. There's no bugs on them. I look for bugs. No, yeah. no bugs. I suspect so I it's um, it's probably a uh, <coughs> a a root disease of some sort or another. Okay. <coughs> so I did was just one for at first, and then the other one. Now the third one still looks real good, but I, you know, I'm the third one it still looks good. How far away is it from your others? It's about uh, two two feet, two three feet away. Okay. So there's a, there's a chance they're, they're in a grouping. You know, they're in a grouping of yeah. three, so it's probably a couple feet away. You've lost a couple um, honeysuckles. Yeah, I've lost uh, actually two honeysuckles. One was in just glorious great shape and we had one of these nasty winters at least at our place and Mm -hmm. it just died right to the ground and it's struggling to come back now but i i suspect it's it's really never going to make it well i was worried i took a picture of it and went into my lane or local nursery and he looked at it he says well i don't know he says you know check the water maybe they're getting too much water but i checked all that stuff and I just, uh, he says, you know, you're still okay. You can use 20% of it. Well, I've lost more than 20% of one of them, so I hope it's still still alive. I, I just did it. Well, you you mentioned something that, that I was thinking <clears throat> as well, and, and if it's a root disease, oftentimes that's caused by too much water, which is unusual for uh-huh. this neck of the woods. Uh, is that possible that they're getting and that, too much? And I, I was worried about that, too, because I thought, well, maybe it's getting too much. I have one of those little sticks, you know, that just stick in there, and it yeah, shows you what yeah. And I, I, I looked at all three, and the water, you know, as far as how wet everything was, looked the same for all three of them. And it didn't, it didn't appear to be too wet. So I thought, well, okay. And then there was kind of a, we have a beautiful uh, purple mountain ash that's back there. And uh, there was an overhanging branch that kind of hung over probably those two more than the other one. But, you know, they're a shade plant anyway, but I yeah, cut they that branch take off. Yeah, they I'll cut that off and see if that makes any difference. No. So I don't know. They're not dead yet. <laughs> I'm going, please, please don't die. <laughs> is, is there a root drench or anything she can put I, on? There, I can think of nothing that you can use, let's say, for instance, with a drench with a fungicide in it that's what i would i would uh, <coughs> recommend I if it was some kind of wilt or something that hit it but i don't you well, know to give you an example in part of our yard we cannot grow clematis because there's something in the soil and jim has tried for years growing them and they last for about two years and then they start dying back sounds like years where the leaves uh-huh. start firing and dying brand- back in the branches and your the current honeysuckle is doing the same thing and the kinsley's ghost isn't doing quite so well this yeah. year Huh. Okay. So it, it could be something in your soil just n- normally there, um, and, and you're not making it more of a problem than not just because you're watering. Um, like Dorothy said, I have a what, what is commonly known as a virus in the soil for clematis, and uh, they behave exactly as you described. They look great the first year or two. Mm-hmm. And then the third year, you, they look great, and then halfway through the, through the summer, and the, most of it just dies. I mean, yeah, like overnight. Spring, they were gorgeous. All overnight, three of them were beautiful. yeah. And the yeah, next year, yeah, same what? thing. Next year, same yeah. thing. And then finally, that's it. I'm giving up the ghost. They're gone. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me finally. Oh, it resurrected. It? No. <laughs> no. Dang. He spent a lot of his allowance trying different clematis <laughs> in that right. area, and none of, and now he's got a really cool 
convolvulus, which is kind of related to bindweed, but it's got a huge white flower. It's really pretty, uh-huh. but it's thriving uh-huh. there, but none of the clematis are. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> if, if it it's yeah. really does sound like a soil problem, in uh, mm-hmm. which case it's more than likely either a virus or a bacteria, and I would be aiming towards the, I'm sorry, not bacteria, but a, a fungus. Uh, okay. And I would be aiming at the fungus part of that. And, um, yeah, and there's not any treatment um, for that? Not, not, real, not effectively, no. If you were in a okay. greenhouse, there are lots of fungicides that they use as drenches or sprays, but then uh-huh. you're, you're working with the entire root system in a pot. And so you can address yeah. everything that plant is touching. You can't do that out in, in the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try a light. Uh, have you fertilized? Yeah, you. Oh yeah, yeah. I, just, I do every spring. I just, I just have that fertilome granular. I just sprinkle on everything. Okay. everything I got out there. Because I was going <laughs> to say, you know, you could away. consider a half rate. It's a little bit of a boost, um, depending okay. on when you last fertilized. Yeah, that was about uh, oh, probably a month ago. Okay. I fertilized. Yeah. Yeah, when plants are sickly or, or starting to what you call dying, that is not the time really to fertilize. Yeah, okay. Uh, the curious thing about fertilizer is that plants have to use their own internal energy to even take up the fertilizer. Okay. Thus, they become even weaker. Mm, so okay. you want to wait until they catch up on their own if they're going to do it. And then okay. after you see that happening, then you can fertilize. Yeah, okay. Did you say you huh. did cut off that branch of the tree? Yeah, I okay. did. And it, so was, that gave it wasn't huge, but I did that. So and it's, you know, now you have more sun. I get this getting the same amount of sun that the third one is now. Okay. That was, so I did that, and I'm, you know, it's not, like I said, it's not dead yet, you know, yeah, and I don't yeah. give up on these things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just thought if there was something else I should be doing to it, I would get on it right away. But I, I, I don't think so. It's just, it's one of these phenomenons I have seen uh-huh. occasionally in other people's yard, uh, uh-huh. and I suspect it's the same thing going on, and there's really not yeah. much you can do about it. Yeah, it's just kind of sad because I like the. I was. I had a hard time finding something for that location. Yeah, you mentioned shady. this. This is an orange one, orange uh, flowered one. Uh, it's a it's a Kodiak orange honeysuckle. It's yeah. a bush. You know, one one of Dorothy's yeah. friends has one in his front yard, and I, uh-huh. I'm very jealous. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, and I thought, well, this looks great because it's you know it's supposed to have orange blossoms, which it hasn't yet, but it's yeah. young, and then it's supposed to turn orange in the fall. So I thought, oh, this is great. Well, anyway, we'll see. All right. Well, okay. uh, you and, know. And, and it'll give you an excuse to go to a garden center and find something else that might go yeah, in that spot. Yeah, keep an I eye on know, it. but see, this is about the third or fourth thing I've tried in that area. Oh. Uh, and, and they just, you know, they just don't do well because there's so much shade there. Oh, so. well. Anyway, and yeah. I like, you know, I like color. I like that kind of thing. But yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll hang with it and watch them. My last question sure. is uh, about an endless summer uh, hydrangea that my girls gave me a couple of years ago, and it, of course, it was blooming beautifully the first year, and then the second year, uh, plant was gorgeous, but no blooms, and so I thought, oh well, it's probably just the year. So, <laughs> so this this past winter, I put a nice rose, um, you know, cone around it, rose thing, and I. I watered it all winter long, and and the the plant is just absolutely spectacular. It's gorgeous with no blooms. <laughs> didn't bloom last year. Didn't bloom this year. So I thought, what the heck? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, in Pine Lane anyway, asking about the Kodiak orange stuff. So he had me get some Jack's Blossom Booster. He says try this stuff on it. So I put that on it, but no, 
balloons. Now, I, I don't know I if think a, I just need to give up on that one. Yeah, if a plant is, is not blooming, I don't know that you can mm-hmm. force it to bloom by I know. I thought it's it such something. a gorgeous plant. Where in yeah. the heck are the blooms? Yeah, you know, we, we like we like to think that that works that way, but it, it typically doesn't. <laughs> uh, is it? What are the conditions? Are they growing in full sun, or or? Oh part? no! Oh no! No no no! <coughs> it's, it's up against. It's it's no, not completely up against it, but it's on the north side of my house. Oh okay. So it, um, it's uh, it's not getting a lot of sun. No. I'm wondering if it's not a sun issue. Still, uh, may not be getting enough, quite enough light. Although the plant looks great, that's an indi- plant looks great. Yeah, a lot, um, and a lot the girls of plant- gave me a, another one that's in the same area. The girls gave me one last year that bloomed beautifully, and I did exactly the same thing with it over the winter. And that one is just all full of blooms. That I turned, uh, I used the aluminum sulfate, and they're gorgeous blooms. Oh, oh, yeah. So, so that one is in this exactly the same area on the north side of the house. And so it's, I think it's it's the same that- variety. It's a, well, they bought them two different times, so I don't, it's, they're both endless summer, quote, endless summer hydrangeas, yeah. but, you know, who knows what. <laughs> they, they got them at Costco or somewhere, so, you yeah. know. <laughs> if, if, if it's named that, then, then it should named, be, you know, it should be the same thing, no matter yeah, where you got they were it, both, when you got they it. both had blue blossoms their first year, but the, the one, uh, I got blue blossoms this year again, and the other one, not that. I can only say that continue treating it well. Um, mm-hmm. And you and you have fertilized it. Um, uh-huh. There's I don't know that there's anything else you can do. Yeah. You can't give it more light if uh, if that's what yeah. it really needs. You could move the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll just move the house. Yeah, tear down <laughs> no. that wall. Six inches, you know, t- <laughs> twist it just a little bit. Just twist it. And and confusing that is the one close to it is blooming yeah. well. Yes. That shouldn't work there. And was there any was there any dieback over the winter on that one? Um. Yeah, well, they both looked the same over the winter. You know, yeah, the branches all all dried up and all oh. that, and then oh, okay. the new growth new growth came up this this spring. So yeah, they were all brown and dead through the winter. If you um, if you have a light meter from old fashioned kind of cameras, you could go yeah. out and see how much the light it. varies between one side of the house, well, uh-huh. on your north wall, to the other, because yeah. it might just be something as subtle it, that we can't pick up in our eyes. And the one that's not blooming is uh, near some some boxwoods, a grouping of three boxwoods that are, you know, not huge. They're not tall, but that's the only difference I see in what other things are around it, you know. So, I don't know. Twist the house. Yeah, I'm kind of stymied on this one. Um, Uh I I try a little bit of fertilizer. um, Yeah, I've done that and tried um, this uh, with stuff (coughs) called Blossom Booster. I tried that. I don't know well, that you could apply Blossom Booster now and expect flowers this year. No, probably yeah, not. Yeah, well, this I, yeah, I put now, this on, you know, whenever. You said last winter you put a rose collar on it, last winter? I, uh-huh, yep. And put a rose collar around both of them. The and same and you still got. Filled it, with, filled it with leaves. And you still got a lot water. of dieback on the stems? Uh-huh. I, I would not have expected that with uh, protection from a rose collar. But okay. we had that really, really cold. Yeah. Uh, it was Bursts. real cold. Yeah. Well, I would do that <coughs> Do that again this, this winter is put a rose collar and, like you said, fill it with dry leaves. And, yeah. Uh, and let's hope the we don't have a nasty. If the same thing happens next year, it's gone. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> Move it. Move it to a better area. Yeah. No, yeah, move it to someplace I else. I, I don't ever kill, yeah. Yeah. Okay. kill things. <laughs> I just move. <laughs> yeah, well, because, you know, it's a memorial plant. 
Your girls gave it to you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, move it to another place. Now take a particular mental note, if you don't actually write it down, to see if it doesn't perform better in this other place. Now you have a reference to back to the old place. Yeah. You know, now, the new place uh, has more sun, doesn't have enough sun, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and then you'll know a little bit about that old place. So, again, yeah, the right. white lab coat, the clipboard, yeah, yeah, black frame sorry. glasses. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yep. Well, I did learn my lesson there. I was because I had other hyd- some PG hydrangeas in that area that didn't do well, and I decided it, that it was me. I just didn't water them enough. They didn't get enough water. I think that was the whole deal with those. Yeah, they do these, like water. And, and these, I have just watered these. You know, water, water, water. <laughs> okay. Oh well. Okay. Well, thank you. Those were my those were my two questions. Well, well, I thank you very much for your phone call. And good luck. Okay. You good bet. to have you on the radio. All we enjoy right. it. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. We Bye. are going to take a little short break. We'll be back with more of your questions right up to this on Legends 810. Well, hello, Mrs. Johnson. Nice to see you again. What's that you have in the bag? It's, it's my tomatoes. Just look at this. The bottom side of all the largest fruit is turning into a nasty brown color. It's gross. My family won't eat these. What am I going to do? Okay, relax, Barbara. Your tomatoes have an easy-to-fix condition called blossom end rot. And you're right, it's nasty looking. But fortunately, it's not a disease, just a mild calcium deficiency, which is usually brought on by letting your plants get too dry between waterings. So I'm going to recommend you start using this Fertilome Yield Booster for tomatoes. This yield booster will supply the extra calcium your plants need to save the rest of your crop. Is it easy to use? I don't want to have to mix anything. You know, it couldn't be easier. Yield Booster comes pre-mixed in this handy trigger sprayer. All you have to do is spray the leaves and fruit weekly for at least three applications, and you'll have bigger, better tomatoes than ever before. Oh, what a relief. Bill, you've made my day. Better give me two of those bottles of Fertilome Yield Booster. I have lots of tomato plants. Find Fertilome Yield Booster at your favorite independent Fertilome retailer, including Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. It's like the difference between soft, gentle rain and a monsoon. That's how I compare the effect of a Dram Rain wand on plants to the hard blast of a typical spray nozzle attachment to your garden hose. Water flows through 400 tiny holes in the Dram Rain wand's soft shower nozzle to bathe and refresh your plants, not damage them or wash away soil. Its handy reach handle has a 60 degree bend and conveniently extends to more distant garden rows and hanging baskets. And there's a fingertip shutoff valve. No wonder professional growers in the greenhouses and nurseries use DRAM watering tools. Today, there are imitators, but nothing matches the superior quality of the original, invented over 50 years ago. They're simply the best. DRAM watering tools are available at Tagawa Gardens, Nick's Gardens, Jared's Garden Center, and Lafayette Florist and Greenhouse. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix It Show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. 
You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix It Show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. And we are back here on Legends 810, taking your phone calls at the following number, 303-477-2473. I would be remiss if I didn't tell you <coughs> two things. One is that I found another Echinacea cultivar, yeah, coneflower cultivar. The new one I found is called Sunseeker Tequila Sunrise. In order to see it, you're going to have to ask Dr. Google to look it up for you, or you can go to our Facebook page, Ask the Garden uh, garden wise guys and you can see a, a picture of it right? it's really very pretty it's got all kinds of colors in the in the flowers and the other one is that before I forget it again is that um, Mountain and Plains Irish Society is having an annual rhizome sale next Saturday at the Gobble Gardens from 9 until 3 that's August the 7th the next I think it's that yeah, the next Saturday uh, an annual rhizome sale. And you go out there and you'll buy the rhizome. It'll have some short green leaves up above the rhizome. But tell you, I'll tell you, you might want to take a paper and pencil with you. Because all the rhizomes look the same. I don't care what they are. And um, although they probably will write the name of it <coughs> on the leaf itself. That's the label, is the leaf. Which dies back. I've tried that to <coughs> label some of our iris so I can remember what colors they are, and then yeah. that leaf dies back by the time I dig it up, yeah. and it's, you know, yeah, the, uh, I'm uh, set back. It's only a temporary label. You're going to have to relabel it if you want to keep the name of the plant in your garden. Because that, that, that leaf um, is going to die. I mean, the leaves of irises die. That's just the nature of the beast. But anyway, uh, Mountain and Plains Irish Society annual rhizome sale at the Gobble Gardens next Saturday, 9 until 3, or as they say, until they sell out. And that's a very popular kind of a thing. And uh, if they sell out, go uh, go around the rest of the garden center. They've got lots of stuff there for you to buy. I mean, let's, let's face it, you're going out there with some money in your pocket anyway. You might as well <laughs> spend it on something else in case they sell out. All right, before we do anything else, we're going to go out here and talk. Oh, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'll take that back. We're going to go out and talk with Pat right now. Good morning, Pat. Hi. Um, as I usually do, um, I'm coming up with propagation questions. Um, the first one being, and I did start already to uh, cut sprigs of porticoa. And uh, I've got those, and they have rooted. And I got to thinking, when you buy those, they look very uh, round and full. Yes. Um, how do you get from the stage I'm in to just getting roots to be round and full unless you put in um, maybe five or six to one pot when, once they uh, root? Oh, I think there's a good chance that's how they got started in the first place. <clears throat> They typically will, uh, there are many uh, flowers you get in the garden center, annuals especially, that they sow many seeds per pot in order to, to get it to come up and, uh, and be full as fast as it can. And so portulaca I, is one of those. Okay. It's a very so small seed. Uh, yeah, it's a well, yeah, relatively cheap seed, so they can uh, afford to to sow four, five, six, seven seeds into an individual small pot and then transplant that. So that's what you're going you probably will have to do. 
So but, just take uh, <coughs> five or six per. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, rooted cuttings. Uh-huh. Or pinch them back to make well, more. And I did that. I was wondering, too, probably. Yeah. So in a, in a little uh, pot now, I have about probably nine or ten. Yeah, you can you can pinch them back, but again, that takes time for them to grow out, uh, um, and backing up to the commercial growers, you know, they don't have time for that. Seed is cheap. Right. Okay. So, and um, well, and another thing is with vines. I have some wonderful vines, and I want to propagate those, but I don't want to have vines. You know, uh, ten vines three feet long and I'm trying to keep uh, light on them. So does that mean what I would really need to do is bring those vines, uh, say like a pot of vines in, different pots of vines, which brings up gnats. I'm a little nervous about that. Um, And then start propagating in January. What kind of vines are you talking about? Yeah, what kind of vines are we talking about? Oh, that would be the kind that you put into pots hang down. I don't know the names of them. Like some burger with a yellow flower in the black center? Well, um, no, or, not necessarily. Or a sweet potato vine. Yeah, well, sweet potato, well, <coughs> the question would remain with that, too, because I'd have a whole lot of sweet potato by the time I, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Propagate, I'd have, I'd be overrun with sweet potato and trying to keep uh, light on it. These, the one of them that I have is um, green and with white edges. And another one is green, and it's, it's red, but they're well worth propagating. Um, would one of them be a vinca? Um, no, I, I, I have vinca in the yard. That's close to what, to what I have here. Well, there's annual vincas that have colored leaves and are often used in hanging baskets. That could be that, then. It could be the annual one. So can you just pot, you know, pop it out of your hanging basket from outside and plant it up and keep it inside over the winter? Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking about doing, which brings about the horrible mat problem that I had last year. I'm a little nervous about producing again. Yeah, yeah those fungus gnats are Yeah, annoying. that's always a problem. There are, there are ways of handling fungus gnats. The first one is, is culture. You want to make sure you do not overwater your plants. Right. Uh, I, I run into, far too often, I run into people who water on a schedule. And that's the last thing you want to do with a plant because this plant has no idea what a, what a clock is, has no idea what time of year it is, or cannot read a calendar. Right. So you want to you want to water a plant when the plant needs to be watered and not before. Uh, and that's uh, oftentimes uh, people don't recognize that. And when we go, in, we go into the winter, the light level re- is reduced and the time that uh, the sun is up is also reduced and typically the temperatures are cooler and that all means that plants will not need as much water okay i know i'm going to have to watch that yeah uh, Uh, so yet let your finger be your guide or another method is to get get a feel for what a well-watered pot of plants feels like when you lift it uh, so that the next time you lift it a couple of days later, you can tell whether or not it actually has lost any water because it's now considerably lighter in weight. Right. right. So there, there are many ways to do it. Or another way is to pay particular attention to the plant. When you start seeing the first sign of wilt and you put your finger in a pot and it's a little dry, okay, now it's time to water. So for the, I'm just going to call it vinca for ease, the annual vinca with the white edges, um, take your plant 
repot it into a smaller pot that you can take inside and then in the like january take some cuttings off the the runners and stick those in water or soil see if you can get more plants that way but you waiting until the first of the year is going to be your best bet because otherwise as you pointed out you're going to have to carry it over the winter and find space for it and find light right yeah okay i thought that was the answer to that i was just a little nervous about the the nap situation to you can also go to your independent garden center and ask them if they have anything that you could use as a soil drench that you well, would you know, mix up and dilute and then pour on the water, and that should help. Um, the re- told me, and, and it really did work on my, on my plants inside here, um, but those were just house plants at the time as to use eight. Mix it up and drench three, three weeks in a row. And he told me if you do it on Sunday the first time, you have to do it on the following two Sundays that are left not Sunday, and then you just come along Tuesday. It has to be done Sunday, 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 or whatever day that you choose. And he was right. It worked. But when I tried it last year on all those propagated plants, it did not work, and I'm not sure why. Um, you know, the frequency that he was recommending every seven days is tied into how long it takes the eggs from the um, fungus gnats to hatch. I was going to say germinate to hatch and grow, and so, you know, you want to catch them when they're most vulnerable, which is not in the egg stage. So you need to, you know, keep on top of it so you keep the um, breeding adults population low. Right. And and there are are other methods as well. One other one is to take some mosquito dunks that people normally throw into their, their ponds outdoors, take those dunks and crush them up and then spread that across the top of the surface of the, the soil of the plant and water that in. That's a good idea. Okay, I actually took the mosquito dunks. I even used mosquito bits, but I put them in water mm-hmm. and let them soak in there and then use that to water the plant. I think the mosquito bits probably did better than the mosquito dunks. Okay, yeah. And another one is to use some Fertilome indoor-outdoor uh, insect spray. And uh, use that and spray the top of the soil. Okay. You know, and gardening every year is different. Right. W- would we like it as much if it were so predictable? Okay, and that was fertilome indoor, outdoor? Yes, yes. And I think it comes in, it's either a blue can or a purple one, I forget which now. And I suppose you probably have to go to a garden shop to get that. Yeah, only garden centers carry it. You won't find it in the big box stores. You said that was a blue bottle? Yeah, uh, it's a it's a spray can, an aerosol can. Okay. I think it's bl- I think it's blue and white if I had to. But really, don't shop by color. <laughs> On the can, yeah, because again, we need to read and follow label directions. Yeah, that's right, and, and and they, you know, they changed colors of things over the years. So, oh, that's true. I oh, couldn't find that. mushrooms at the grocery store because they changed the label. I had to ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, yeah, the propagation's right around the corner, and I just really couldn't see myself putting ten vines up, trying to cutting them back, cutting them back. Yeah. Well, what you can also do because you're moving them inside, and as Jim pointed out, less light. Uh, cooler temperatures, less water needs, um, but you can cut off some of the vine, and it'll, you know, send out more, uh, a little more slowly, but then you're reducing the demand on the, the parent plant, if you will, by reducing some of the leaves. Right. Okay, well, um, 
like I said, this is right around the corner here that we're going to be <coughs> having to bring stuff in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, great. That answers my question. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. And I think without any further ado, if uh, Sean can uh, hook this up here, we're going to go out and talk with Betsy from Jared's Garden Center. Good morning, Betsy. Is Betsy there? Hello, <laughs> Betsy. Hey, how are you two doing this <laughs> well, morning? We're, we're doing well. Yay, we're doing fine. <laughs> Sean was just doing his little happy dance. and then I'd be back. <laughs> yeah, well... You know, you, you got to stay on top of things. What's up there at uh, Jared's today? Oh man, I hope I hope everything got well watered after li- last night's lightning show and rains because we certainly needed it. Yes, yes. I figured we got two tenths of an inch, and I figured that Ooh. bought me a day of having to water. Yeah, I know it filled my rain barrel, so Jeez. I have at least you know two good soakings <coughs> for my container gardens on the deck. So um, I'm happy. <laughs> no, you know, once uh, since you brought that up, let me just make a, a little comment here. Um, two tenths of an inch, which is a, a nice rainstorm anymore. Um, the the amount of water that uh, was lost from our lawns is 1.8 inches over the past this week. W- over the past week, and that was measured uh. at Denver International Airport. So if you got two tenths of an inch of water and you, we lost one point eight, that's n- we need nine nine rainstorms like that to make up for it. Uh, and I that ain't gonna to happen. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, I don't know what today's supposed to bring. It would be nice if it was like if it was like last night where it had a chance to soak in and not run off. But yeah, it, yes, that's yeah, always and the two, best. And two tenths of an inch, that's the way to do it. And uh, you know. <laughs> And, and and have a lull for a couple of hours and then do it again. Yeah. If it yeah. start if it starts now, we might get it done by uh, ten o'clock tonight. That's true. Okay. Now, having said having uh, totally interrupted you from your rain that's, barrel. That's okay because <laughs> I really didn't have an agenda for today because oh, okay. we're kind of we're kind of in between seasons at Jared's right now, and the next season none of us really want to go to yet. I I. What do we call this season? You know, the the ski people, they've got a mud season. What what do yeah. garden centers call this season in between? Well, I, I call this season because we still have really awesome annuals to sell, and, you know, we're kind of done with the veggies thing. But this season, for me, I call it the, I wish I had found a better waterer while I was on vacation. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's too long. I... I <laughs> apologize to my garden almost every year for being a bad mom and not keeping up with watering on the right right, right way or deadheading and <sighs> it's tough you know who wants to go out there wear a still suit like from dune and go out to your garden you know <laughs> you're showing your age there I'm afraid so but a new dune's coming out so yes i, I saw that again. i'm gonna have to why? go see that why <laughs> Hey, you know, this wouldn't be the first movie that they did, you know, there no. was the third time. Yeah, I know. One of them time. was absolutely terrible. That I think that was the, the second one. remake. Yeah, the second <coughs> remake was terrible. What kind of things are you going to be bringing in? Um, well, hope we've already started to bring a small selection of mums and sunflowers, so that is the, the next season. And, of course, we're only... Um, 
two short months away from our giant pumpkin way off at the end of September that we're getting ready for. And surprisingly, you know, the port of Los Angeles, you know, they're still unloading probably some of our spring stuff. Even <laughs> as we oh, my gosh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have any confidence so it's still alive? Next year already. But, you know, at least Christmas and the fall and the Thanksgiving stuff is starting to come in. And that's the season that we're kind of like, do we really want to start to deal with this yet? So, but we will. You know, we can complain about the heat, but it won't be long before we're complaining about the cold and the snow. You know, we have such short attention spans. I don't complain about it because it's just more water for me. Yes, yes. Living on a well, and you guys have been in that position many, many years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're just hoping we don't drain the well before before the next uh, rain and snow. So, but yeah, we're just we're just kind of in that transition period. So, you know, it kind of looks like we're like quitting work, but there's still plenty of prep time. So right now we've got our um, 2021 garden seeds on sale. So people who want to start stocking up for next year and um, we will be bringing in a fall fall seeds for those who want to continue for the third season of vegetable gardening should be here within the next two weeks. So yeah, we're there's always something going on at Jared's. All right. <laughs> always. Excellent. Always. But anyway, so if, if no one knows where we are, we're at 10500 West Bowles Avenue, which is in the southwest corner of the metro area. And we're here from 9 to 6 still during the week and 9 to 5 on the weekends. Great hours. <coughs> yeah, you can't beat yeah, that with a yeah. stick. Yeah. And plenty of parking. God, you guys yeah. got lots of parking. Yeah, well, we have, we've had to kind of shorten our parking lot a little because we need to do some new asphalting. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit different pattern. So um, don't freak out when you see a bunch of barriers. Okay. <laughs> well, and it, it might be way early to mention this, but a couple of years ago, Jim and I went to your pumpkin way off. And was mm-hmm. that ever cool? I mean, hear people bragging about there's zucchini, zucchinis that they didn't find until their size of a Volkswagen bug. Um, but, you know, bringing them in and weighing them to get an award. Um, and then the huge uh, squash. And they were giving away these huge seeds um, for people to try on their own. So it's really a fun thing to do. And you can take the kids. And, um, again, it's months away, but it's a really fun afternoon. Yeah, and you know, anymore for some of these bigger events, you really want to get them on. You want to get it on your calendar because you know we're in the fall, and there's so many more activities that you know hopefully will be available and will be more comfortable. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, <coughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Good talking with you, Betsy. You bet. Thanks, Bets. You guys have a great weekend. All right, you as well. Bye-bye. All righty. And with that, we're going to take a little short break and come back and talk to Caroline right here on Legends 810. The first Japanese beetles have been spotted. If you aren't into picking them off and putting in soapy water, Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden on West Bulls Avenue has products to attack these pretty bugs. In addition to synthetic products, you will find Beetle Gone and Grub Gone, which are biological controls for the beetles and the larva that will emerge from the eggs the beetles lay in your grass. 
Shipments of shrubs and beautiful perennials continue to arrive, as do shipments of houseplants and tillandsias. You'll find a nice selection of pots for those houseplants, succulents, and tillandsia. As temperatures sizzle, so do the discounts on their summer clearance items. In addition to everyday items, they've included some Easter, Halloween, and Christmas items. Sale does not include plant material. Jared's on West Bulls Avenue is in their 42nd year of serving the Southwest metro area. Great products, reasonable prices, and a friendly, knowledgeable staff. Store hours are 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and 9 to 5 weekends. Hope to see you soon. Does your yard look a little peaked after that long, hot summer? Or does your yard look okay and you want to keep it that way? Now's the time to apply one of the most important applications of the year. Fertilome Lawn Food Plus Iron. Lawn Food Plus Iron is a unique blend of fertilizers designed not to burn and to help your yard recover from the heat and stress of the summer. This special formula has an extra 3% iron for added greening power without adding extra mowings. Use the product the professionals use. Try Fertilome Lawn Food Plus Iron. Available at your favorite independent Fertilome retailer, including Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, and Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. And we are back. We're taking your phone calls uh, right here on Legends 810. And having said that, why don't we go out and talk with Caroline, who is calling from Aurora. Yes. Hello. Good, Good morning. Good morning, Caroline. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm, I'm hoping you two are fine also. Yes, yeah, we thank are. you. Yeah, we're, we're watching the weather, and every now and again we have a little sunshine come out, and, and then it gets socked in again. We're hoping for rain. Yeah, we're well, <clears throat> and I, I have sprinkles here occasionally, which is good. Yes. Well, anyway, my first question is about my lawn, and it's probably a common question. Uh, I... I have a, a Kentucky blue grass lawn, uh, but I have uh, sprinkled throughout broad-leaved blades, a, a different kind of like a stronger, bigger grass. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how to get rid of those those uh, those different types of grass. You can't. Um, that's a short answer. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, the wider leaf or the coarser leaf. Um, is most likely one of the older varieties of tall fescue. And years ago, that was part of the mm. seed mixes, the older... How long have you had your lawn? Oh, three years. Oh, really? Three, uh, three four years I, it was put in. But then I had a grub problem, and I noticed that the, the broadleaf uh, grass is mainly in that area. Does it... Um, bluegrass and a lot of grasses... When there's not any competition, the leaves will get wider. You can look at the bluegrass that's moved into your flower beds, and those leaves are wider than they are in the lawn where there's more competition. Is there a chance that the coarser leaf grass is bluegrass that's moving into the areas that were damaged by the grubs? Yes. Okay. So that's an easy answer. There's <laughs> nothing to do but encourage the growth of your bluegrass. And this is I fertilize uh, three times a year, June 1st, August 1st, October 1st. So you're right up on time if you haven't fertilized to get down some good fertilizer now, and that'll help the uh, bluegrass fill back in where the grubs damage the lawn. Um, If it is not bluegrass moving in, 
it's unusual that you would have it coming in, a coarser grass coming in within three years of new sod. So it, and if it was, sod's not going to have um, weedy grasses in it. No sod company's going to stay in business if they send out junk sod. Um, are you familiar with crabgrass? Oh, yes. Okay. Do you know, it's got a, a wider leaf, but, and it's annual, and so it kind of lays flat on top of the grass and sends up these seed heads that, the seed heads are called digitate. So if you opened your hand, that's kind of what um, the flowers look like. And that's an annual, so you can treat for that in the spring, and that has a coarser leaf. But there's also things like quack grass that often will move in, generally in older lawns, because it's had a chance to move in. But I'm just going to hope that what you've got is just the bluegrass moving in to fill in the, the damaged spots. Okay. Because there's really All no right. way, unless, yeah. it's, unless it's an annual weed like uh, crabgrass, there's no way to take out, for example, tall fescue out of bluegrass or quack grass out of bluegrass or Bermuda okay. out of bluegrass. So okay, thank you. Yeah. <coughs> and, and my second question is about a bee balm. That, uh, that I have planted uh, last year. And I bought it because it was a, a the, the tag said it was a native plant, but I, I can't believe that it's native to Colorado because it needs to be constantly um, and evenly moist. Yes. And it's in a position, okay, where I do keep it evenly moist. And it came up, it was beautiful, it bloomed. But I noticed, and it, it's advertised as a long bloomer, but I noticed that um, it, it blooms and then the stalks turn brown and, and die. And I'm wondering if this is normal for that plant. It's behaving exactly as Mother Nature intended. <clears throat> I have some um, at our, we have several patches at our house. <clears throat> and it, it behaves exactly like that. It has a bloom period in the spring. Uh, which doesn't last all that long, you know, two, three weeks, and then that's it. And then the plant starts, um, doesn't start collapsing, but it starts looking not so good. But you can cut those flower stalks off, and you can get some regrowth at the base, and then uh, a smattering of flowers in the fall. Ah, all right. That's what I'll do. I have found okay, with some of the, I found with some of the named varieties of the um, bee bombs or monarda they're so brittle and you hardly touch it and that whole stalk is broken off um, I haven't noticed that so much with the native but certainly with the store-bought ones yeah the ones you get in the garden center are, a, are another species uh, <clears throat> and in the garden they seem to have a very long bloom period many 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 weeks we have some really pretty red ones and, and I don't know if remember the variety name but we had hummingbirds feeding on them this year it was so cool right that's another reason that i planted that because it it is advertised as attracting hummingbirds mm -hmm. and the bees love it yes. bees of all kinds love ours so yes anyway i would just well, go ahead and answered my question good 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 luck well thank you very much you bet thank thanks for, for giving show. us a call we appreciate that bye-bye mm -hmm. bye have a couple of minutes left in our two hours of uh, <clears throat> chatting with folks out there. Uh, what have I got here that I want to tell people about? Uh, did that, the days are getting shorter, by the way. The sun is up only, um, I don't know how many hours, but it's now coming up at 5.58 in the morning. It used to be 
sunlight at like shortly after five, but not not anymore. I don't like that. Sunset at eight fourteen in in the evening. Record high temperature for today's date. Guess, one hundred degrees. <clears throat> that happened in eighteen eighty nine. Record low temperature for the date, forty two degrees. Wow. <clears throat> but that happened in the last century too. Uh, actually, the century before that. That was in eighteen seventy three. So on any one day here on July the 31. 31th today, uh, <clears throat> the temperature could be 58 degrees different from 100 to 42 degrees. All right. Uh, I don't know if we got time. But we're going to go out and see if we can talk with Larry. Larry, are you there? Hi, I'm there. And what can we do for you today? Okay. I have a couple of old... Uh, uh, tomato seedlings that I neglected to get planted this spring, and I'm thinking now I might try to plant them and give them a little time outside, and then later when it gets cold past the season, I'll bring them inside and put them upstairs <coughs> in the other room, and, and I'm just uh, wondering if there's anything uh, particular I should pay attention to in doing this process. I no, I don't, I don't think there's anything in particular. Uh, you can plant them in the ground, or you can just leave them in the pot and then bring the pot in in the fall. That's probably no, the simplest way. Small. These are really small pots, the small ones. Um, yeah, I think I would just leave them in the pot. And, and if they start getting bigger, a little bit too big for the pot, I would transplant them into a slightly larger pot then. Yeah, that's what I need. That's just going to simplify <clears throat> everything in the fall. Then you can bring the whole thing in and take them but upstairs. They're in three-inch tall. Yeah. One-by-one one square pots. You bet. And that way, you're not disturbing the roots at all. So Did you, you don't have to dig them out of... Put them in a little bigger pot now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Did you say that they're in one-inch-by-one-inch one pots? Well, roughly. Yeah. They're a little bigger now. Yeah. About they'll need to be in bigger pots pretty soon. Yeah. So go they ahead. They need it now. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, just uh, a good potting soil. Yeah, and use a regular potting soil. Go to the guy one, not to. Yep. Yes. or Home Depot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Larry, okay. we got to get out of here and make room okay. for the next show coming up here. But I want to thank. Right. Yeah, I want to thank you for your help. call. Appreciate it. Yep. Everybody else, thank you for listening and participating in the show. Thank you, Dorothy, for. For subbing, for actually, you're in my chair, so you're subbing for me over there. All right. Remember, as always, keep your shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. Bring your questions to us next week here, right here on Legends A10. The preceding program is sponsored by JK Communications.